What is going on guys? Welcome to another episode of Catching Heaters. I'm your host Matt and as always I'm excited to be here with you today. And today is opening day for baseball. It is an exciting time. Sports are finally back. It's giving me all the feels watching uh, MLB Network, them kind of going down the breakdowns of the season and what to expect for this year. And I am just super excited that sports are finally here. It is opening day and it's really giving me all the feels, like I said. With it being opening day, I I wanted to start off today's episode with a uh, fun baseball story. Uh, my dad and I really enjoy traveling and seeing different ballparks. And a couple years back, we did a did a pretty big uh, baseball trip. We flew into St. Louis, being big Cardinals fans. We caught a night game in St. Louis, which was awesome. This was back when I was in college, and the Cardinals still had Matt Holliday on the roster, and he ended up uh, walking off the game uh, with a base hit, which was awesome. After that game in St. Louis, we ended up driving over to Chicago, uh, to Wrigley, and actually the Cardinals were going to do a three-game series in Chicago uh, that weekend. So after the, the night game, we drove to Chicago, we stayed there for the three days to, to see the three-game set um, at Wrigley. It was my first time being at Wrigley. Fun, historical stadium. Very, very good time. And, and each day, they had uh, different times. Either it was a matinee or, or a night game. I think most of them were um, early uh, day games. But the cool thing was we actually sat in different sections each time. We did the Bleachers one uh, game. We sat in the lower area one game, and then we sat in the upper deck um, for one of the games. During the second game of – it was a matinee. started at like 12, I believe. We ended up watching that game um, at Wrigley. Once that finished, we drove to Milwaukee and caught the night game in Milwaukee at Miller Park. Miller Park is a awesome stadium, huge a lot of the new stadiums they are making now are just enormous. So uh, Miller Park was cool to see. Got to watch uh, the game there with the Brewers. And, of course, drove back that night and finished up and watched the third game of that uh, set in uh, Chicago. So we ended up watching four games – or one, we ended up watching five games in four days, which was – a very cool experience and with baseball being back and everything going on you know I was just reminiscing and thinking about some of those fun trips that uh, my dad and I have had and that's one of the more uh, memorable ones that we've done so I wanted to share that with you guys if you ever have a chance to kind of do a a trip like that or stadium tour it's, it's a it's a great time to just go see some fun baseball it kind of makes me a little bit sad too because this year we were supposed to go um, to Boston and Fenway the Cardinals were going to be playing uh, the Red Sox around my birthday, and I was going to be my first time at Fenway. Uh, of course, with everything going on, we weren't able to do that, but that is on uh, my list, and I will be doing that as soon as I can. But like I said, opening day, baseball is back. You got Yankees, Nationals, and Dodgers, Giants tonight. Should be some fun matchups. 
did just see some sad news. It looks like Juan Soto uh, tested positive for COVID-19, which is very unfortunate because that, you know, is one of the guys I was looking forward to watching today. It looks like he is asymptomatic, so it's something that he's just going to have to wait out until he's able to get some negative tests. But as the Nationals, is not what you want to see. As a fantasy investor or a fantasy player, it's not what you want to see. As a card investor, that's not what you want to see. But he'll be back. I don't think it's really going to hurt his value too much in the card market. Once he does come back, hopefully the Nationals are still uh, right in that reach to be able to uh, make a playoff push. And if he's a big part of that, you know, you could see a nice rise in his cards. What I wanted to do today is just just go over a couple of quick things. Obviously, like I've mentioned in other episodes, I'm, I am moving. So my house is a mess. And we have boxes everywhere. The movers are coming tomorrow to pick everything up. And then Saturday, we are starting our trip. We're going to be stopping in Destin, which is a beautiful place uh, to relax. Has wonderful beaches there in the Gulf. If you've never been, I definitely recommend Destin. And we're going to hit Destin and then make the, the long trip to San Antonio. But uh, what I wanted to do today is go over my who I think is going to win the divisions in the NL and the AL, who I got for the wild cards, who I have winning the World Series, and who I have in the World Series. A couple of things with sports cards that I've uh, just kind of been seeing that I wanted to uh, touch base with you on. And then from a fantasy standpoint, just a couple uh, sleeper guys as you finish up your drafts if these guys are still available they could help you in certain categories that I just wanted to throw out and mention to you let's jump into what um, who I am picking to win these divisions and who I see in the World Series this year we're going to start in the National League in the NL East I I think the Nationals even though Soto is going to be out now I still uh, am going with them to win the NL East Reasoning behind that, I just love their staff. You look at, you know, Strasburg, who I I think could have a potential to win the Cy Young this year. Um, Strasburg looks strong. You got Scherzer. Of course, you got Corbin. Their bullpen is starting to look a little bit better, um, but they've always kind of struggled with that. So as long as their bullpen can hang in there and they can produce, produce enough offense, I like them in the NL East. In the Central, I'm going with the Cardinals. Uh, of course, this is a... A homer pick here. I, I love the Cardinals, but I also think that right now we are the best team in the division. I know a lot of people are on the Reds. I still like our pitching. Our our defense is very strong, and I think we're going to produce enough runs in this 60 games for us to come out on top, not to mention we are going to be playing the AL Central teams as well, so um, some of those teams in, the, in that uh, lower portion of that division will help us. Uh, going with the NL West, I don't think there's any secret here. The Dodgers are one of the best teams in baseball, and they just signed Mookie to that long contract. Exciting for him. Their lineup is stacked. It's unfortunate to see Gavin Lux go down. Uh, I'll get into it here in a little bit, but of course I think they're just playing a service time game with him. But yeah, Dodgers in the West love that lineup. Their pitching is still stacked with Bueller. Uh, you're talking about Kershaw who's going tonight, and then the young guy, Julio Urias, really like that staff. Let's go on to the wild card. Who Who's sneaking into the wild card? I have the Phillies. Um, I've, always, I've been high on them. I've been talking about them. I think in that NL East, 
it's going to be a battle between some of those teams like the Mets, like the Braves. I, I like the Phillies lineup. I do like their staff and what they're doing with that. I'm going Phillies in the wild card. And then I'm also going the Reds as the number two wild card. Like I've talked about in previous episodes, they've really added to that lineup. And then they do have some nice pitching. I think it's going to depend on how that pitching holds up. If Trevor Bauer can really bounce back and have a strong um, season to 60 games, I think that they have the, the potential to put up enough runs and then um, have a had a good enough uh, staff to keep people in line. So I'm going Phillies and Reds in the wild card. Should be interesting in those races. There's a lot of great teams out there this year. And with the 60 games, you never know what's happening. But that is who I'm rolling with. Let's move over to the American League. Uh, Yankees in the AL East is who I have coming out on top in that division. Um, That lineup is just too powerful. I think that in these 60 games, they're going to score enough runs to be able to put themselves in a position to win the division. You do have Cole at the top of the rotation. I know in the past I've said I'm kind of leery on their staff. Um, They do have a nice bullpen, so we'll see how how it ends up panning out. Um, You do have Paxton. You have Tanaka still. So I think they have enough to get them over the hump. I don't know in the playoffs if that's going to be enough for me. Obviously, Cole is an absolute monster. Um, There's no debating that, and he's going to carry a lot of that with the strong bats that they have. So Yankees in the AL East. Let's move to the Central. I love what the Twins are doing with that lineup. You add Donaldson to that powerful lineup that has uh, Nelson Cruz. You got Sano. um, You got young players in Buxton. So I like what the Twins are doing. They have a strong lineup. I think that uh, they take the Central. Everyone's kind of on the White Sox. Look, I, I really like the White Sox. I love what they're doing. But you got to kind of show me um, on the field, too, um, versus some of these these better teams that you can continuously get get wins, especially with their pitching. Now, I do like Keuchel, the Keuchel edition. I think he was a sneaky add for them, and it's going to add some nice depth to that rotation. But I just don't know if they have enough to get um, over their hurdle this year. They're still very young, still a lot of uh, talented bats, but I'm going Twins. In the AL West, I'm going Astros here, guys. I, I I know a lot of people are saying they could have a down year. I'm just looking at that lineup and, and what they're doing still and kind of this um, preseason and what they're going into the year. They are still stacked. I, I, don't, I know they had a lot of controversy going on, and I'm not about cheating or anything like that. It kind of you know disgraces the game, obviously, but... I still think all these guys know how to hit. They know they they wouldn't be in the big leagues and be producing if not. I think they have enough going for them. And then you you add on you have Verlander, you got Grinky. I know they lose Cole, but you got McCullers coming back. I think that the depth in that rotation is enough to uh, win the AL West, especially with the batting that they have. I'm going Astros in the West, and then the wild card teams. I'm going with the Rays. I know I've been high on them. I really like their staff. You look at uh, Charlie Morton, Blake Snell, Tyler Glasnow. I really like that one, two, three punch that they have. And they have a nice bullpen that they're going to rotate guys in and out. So keep an eye on the Rays. They could push for that division in the AL East. I just think that the, the Yankees have enough hitting to over the 60 games to make that push. 
but I like the Rays. And then uh, the other wild card spot is going to the Indians. Um, I, I still like them. I like the core that they have there still with Lindor and everybody else on that team. I just think that they have not Sorry about that, guys. I had a call in the middle of my recording, so I am back here now. Uh, we were talking about the Indians as the number two uh, wild card. And like I said, I, I really like the core that they have. I think that they have uh, enough going for them in the pitching category and um, from a batting standpoint to get them into the number two uh, position in that wild card. So Indians raise the wild card. It's going to be a fun season. The AL is, is tough this year, so we'll, we'll find out who exactly comes out of these divisions, but that's who I'm going with in those divisions and for the wild card. Now, who's going to be in the World Series? Who am I rolling with? Out of the National League, I have to go with the Dodgers. I think everything that they have going for them with the, that lineup, the pitching staff, of course, every year, I you know, it's... Kershaw has one of those meltdowns in the playoffs, so we'll see if Bueller can really hold them afloat. I think Urias hopefully stepping into that third role where they really have a strong guy. If Kershaw can do enough to help them get over the hump, I think they have enough hitting to get them there and then also to win it. And in the American League, I am going with the Rays as a shocker. Um... I really like the pitching staff, uh, the bullpen depth that they have. I like their hitting. Um, I really think that they have some nice depth and pieces that they're adding in there. I think Austin Meadows is in for a huge year uh, with them. I think he's going to kind of carry them offensively. But for me, and when you're talking about playoffs, it really comes down to pitching. That's what's going to, in a seven-game series, if you have two extremely strong guys that can carry you seven innings um, and then you can have the bullpen to close it out. That's what wins championships. And you saw that last year with Scherzer and Strasburg, kind of just really game after game, basically impossible to hit until, you know, you get into the the later innings and you get to that bullpen. So I like the Rays um, pitching staff and I like the Dodgers pitching staff. I think they have enough. And then the bats uh, on both of their teams are enough to get there. I'm going with the Dodgers to win it all this year and bringing that title back to L.A. Uh, it's been a long time coming from them. I think with them signing Mookie this year, that just adds another uh, repertoire to that team. Dodgers winning it all. So it should be a fun race. I'm excited for the games to start tonight, so we'll see how everything pans out. Um, you know, Message me if you guys want to talk more, if you have questions on divisions or you know teams if you want to bring up discussions feel free to do that you can dm me i'm more than happy to talk baseball let's jump into sports cards a little bit here and the market definitely has been heating up with uh, a lot of these players Uh, even before mookie signed gary v recently had posted a card with him which i think everybody in the industry knows what that does the card went from like Selling for around 200 250 somewhere in that range, and it jumped all the way to 500 overnight, uh, which is crazy to see. But I don't know, maybe he had a little insight on the Dodgers getting ready to lock him down and was giving everybody a heads up. But regardless, Gary's great for uh, 
for the industry and sports cards. He's been on Mookie even before that. So that type of stuff, I, you know, I kind of just look past that because he has been talking about Mookie bets for months and months now. So, um, but yeah, the market is heating up. A lot of guys values are going up. I've been in a lot of discord chats and kind of watching and interacting and, uh, on Facebook and being on Instagram. And when it comes to baseball, I'm seeing a lot of questions uh, from people entering in and people that have a hard time figuring out, you know, which cards are going to go after in baseball. You know, what cards should I buy? And there's so many different variations. You know, someone could have a rookie card, but then they could have a bunch of different rookie cards with the shield on it. Which one is their true rookie? Uh, They have their first Bowman, and and a lot of people get confused by that. So I kind of just wanted to take a a quick second to try and make it as easy as possible as I could. When you're talking about buying cards, you, uh, of course, like in any other sport, you want to go after their rookie card. Um, That's going to be the the card that everybody is trying to get. Now, in baseball, when you're a prospect, they make cards for you in the Bowman series, and that's going to be a highly sought after card, which is going to be their first card, basically, that comes out with that team. And that's their first Bowman card. And the way that you can, and it's a Bowman Chrome, there's a base Bowman and a Bowman Chrome. And the way you can tell the difference is the base Bowman is going to be red. And then the Bowman Chrome is going to have kind of like a blue logo and, and be shinier. What you want to look for and if you're going back, you know, any of these years, all their all these players' cards are going to have it. It's going to have the first uh, symbol on it. So it's their first uh, Bowman Chrome card. That's going to be their original rookie card as a prospect before they get to the major leagues. Now, once they make their debut in the major leagues, they're going to have uh, releases with um, Topps flagship and that's the card that you want to uh, go after um, for their true rookie as they come into the major leagues and get those pictures on the cards in in their major league jerseys now this is where it can get a little iffy Uh, what is Topps flagship Topps flagship is series one series two and Topps update and how do they determine which one are they going to put the the player in I think it just depends on when they actually debut at the major leagues. Uh, for instance, Juan Soto and Acuna came up towards the end of the year in 2018, so they ended up in Topps Update, which was after Series 1 and Series 2. Now, Topps sometimes, depending on when a player actually comes up to the big leagues, they will insert them into these different flagships. What you want is... Now, each player is going to have their main base card... Um, that they have within these series. And then they're also going to have short prints. The short prints are going to hold more value, um, which is basically a different picture variation um, that they only print a limited amount. The true rookie card is going to be the base card that they print the most of, and that's going to be kind of the desired card out of those. So if it's series one, series two, or update, that's what you want to be looking at. Um, Topps Chrome also does have some value, but that's not going to be the traditional rookie card. And it kind of gets iffy because sometimes you'll have the same picture card, one being in a flagship product and one being in a Chrome uh, product. For example, you look at Juan Soto, he has his Topps Update 
rookie card, which um, is just in the, the update, which is the flagship. And then you also have his Topps Chrome update, which has the same picture, but you can tell the difference in the card. One is shinier, kind of has the gloss feel to it uh, compared to the, the, uh, the base, the paper copy of it. If you're coming over from basketball or any of these other ones, it's like, um, you know, Prism, where you have the silvers and then you have the normal base. And that kind of leads me into, you know, what I've kind of seen with some of these Topps Chrome and these base cards. I've seen, I've been seeing discussions on well, what's going to have more value. Is it going to be the flagship or are people going to go after the shiny objects in the Chrome? And I... I don't have the exact answer on that, but I've been watching people talk about it and I've been watching discussions. I think the general consensus is the flagship card is going to be the most desirable card long term. If you think about Mike Trout, he doesn't have a Chrome card. He only has his uh, flagship card, his base card, and that's sought after. But when you get into players that have the same photograph from a flagship card versus a chrome card there could be sometimes people could go towards the shinier object and i i started looking into pop reports for flagship versus chrome on the two most popular players right now soto and acuna now Soto's picture is the same for both, which I think is very interesting. And you could see people lean one way or the other. They're both at the same price right now, roughly. They're between that, now that the season's about to start, they're in between 150 and 200, depending on the day and, and who's buying it. Um, the difference in Acuna is his base card, his at-bat in the blue jersey is much more desired and... Um, is going for more than his Topps Chrome, um, which is probably about half the price. But I started looking into population reports, and it's just interesting because you look at Juan Soto, his um, 2018 Topps update. This is US 300. There is a total right now of PSA of 15,903 that have been submitted And 11,438 of those are PSA 10s. So you have 11,000 PSA 10s in his flagship, which is the base card. And then you look at his Chrome card, which is 2018 Topps Chrome Update, his HMT 5.5. There's a total that's been submitted of 7,733. And 7,316 of those are PSA 10s. So, you know, that's about a $4,000 or $4,000, 4,000 difference in the amount of cards that have been graded from the up from the Chrome and the the flagship. It looks like the Chrome is a little bit easier to grade out a PSA 10 between the nine and the the 10. Um, But it makes me wonder, I think that they probably printed less of the Chrome. And in the future, it makes me wonder over time if that's going to become more desirable because it's the same picture now if you look at um if you look at ronald acuna since it's a different picture i don't know if that's going to be the same story but when i'm looking at pop reports man there's a huge difference in the um flagship base and his chrome 
His flagship, it's his 2018 Tops update. His at-bat in the blue jersey. This is US 250. There is 19,488 of these graded. 13,474 are PSA 10. So you have 13,000 PSA 10s in the Acuna at-bat jersey. And I go over and I look at his 2018 Topps Chrome. It's card number 193. This card only has 5,813 that have been graded uh, through PSA. And in a PSA 10, there's 5,288. So basically 5,000 uh, PSA 10s versus 13,000. Now, look, I, I I know that there's people are going to be more desirable. There's probably going to be more liquidity for the at-bat jersey because it's a different picture versus the Soto where it's the same picture. But it just it kind of just gets the wheels turning on some of these uh, chrome cards. And if people start gearing towards the shinier objects and there's a lower population, you know, it could be that people aren't as submitting as many of the chromes because they're not as desired as the um, the flagship card. But also I think that they do print less of the chrome. So I have seen the chromes trending up in Acuna. I bought those around $50, his update, um, where he is hitting, which is, uh, no, I'm sorry, the update is where he is smiling, and then you have the hitting, the 193 card. Um, both of those are hovering, just got over the $100 mark, and I bought those for about $50 a piece. So it's interesting to see if those will catch up at any point. I don't believe so, but it's an interesting debate to have on Chrome versus the flagship. At the end of the day, investing my my advice is always go after the flagship first. But if you get in a scenario like Soto where it's the same photograph, you can tell that the market is unsure of which is going to be the desired card because they're going for roughly about the same price. So just something to think about on that from a card standpoint. But when you're looking at investing in cards, go after the rookie cards. You want the first Bowman um, then you also want to go after the flagship, which is Series 1, Series 2, and Update. You want the first card that comes from that player. Those are going to be the desirable rookie cards you want to go after. One last little thing on cards before I uh, move on to fantasy. When we're talking about this year, everyone's so excited about you know what's going on, what's happening. If you're, if you're being a smart investor and you want to think about things, and you're talking about baseball, a couple of things that I want you to think about right now is the kind of plan ahead of what's going on. I know there's going to be a lot of hype of players. Um, guys could get very hot quickly. Depending on the player, you might not want to jump in immediately because you could see prices spike. This might be the time to, if you have a couple cards and a guy gets hot that you want to sell. Um, so keep an eye on that. It's just kind of a buy versus sell type of season. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out. But when I'm talking about planning ahead, start thinking about Tops Update and some of these prospects that I've been talking about. If you see certain guys making debuts after these six, seven games, because what is happening, you look at Gavin Lux, you look at Carlson, you look at uh, Brendan Rodgers got uh, sent down. Uh, even though he already has his rookie card. But a lot of these major league clubs are playing the service time game right now. So after, I think it's six games or seven games, one of the two, 
once they do that, they get an extra year of eligibility for these players. So you might see some of these guys. You're talking about Joe Adele, Carlson, you know, uh, Lux. Um, a lot of these guys are going to come up and start playing right after they get these extra uh, years of service. So start thinking update. Keep an eye on the prospects. See if who's going to be added to the update. It could be a massive update if some of these top-tier prospects get called up that I've mentioned in other episodes. And then one last thing on the planning ahead. Start looking at players' contracts. Who's going to be a free agent after this year? Who's going to be a free agent after the 2021 season? If you're looking at some of those guys and you think that they're relatively cheap, then you might want to start you know, get the wheels churning on like, okay, well, if, is he, is he a guy that one of these big market teams is going to want to put a big contract on? Is, could he go to the Yankees? Could he go to the Dodgers? You know, could he go to a big market? So keep an eye on some of the, the free agents that are going to be coming up in 2020, 2021. And then also trade candidates as this year moves forward. I don't know. I have the Indians make the playoffs, but Lindor is going to be a free agent coming up soon. If the Indians falter this year, do they consider trading him? And if they do trade him, does he go to one of these big market teams that are trying to make a push? And if he does, you could see their card market spike. And then also two other guys I want to mention, Trevor Story. He's becoming a free agent here soon. Look out for Trevor Story. Where could he go? And then Arenado, he hasn't been happy with the Rockies. If he gets traded to a big market team, look out because you could see his card spike as well. So three guys to think about. Think about free agency. Think about trade candidates. When you're talking about cards, be a step ahead, guys. Look further down the line. Don't be so stuck in the moment. Um, it should be fun, though. Keep an eye on what's going on. Just keep yourself um, involved and do your own research. Uh, research it up and be informed on what's going on. All right, so last little category here, fantasy sports. I'm not going to spend too much time, but just a couple guys that I want you to think about. When you're talking about batting average, um, two guys that could help you, one in the National League, one in the American League. I drafted Daniel Murphy this year in one of my leagues late um, with the Rockies. He was hurt last year, but you think about what he was doing with the Nationals and the Mets from an average standpoint. I think being back healthy and hitting in that ballpark Daniel Murphy could be a sneaky guy for average and a little bit of power. He already hit a home run the other night. He looked very sharp. Look out for Daniel Murphy. In the American League, I've been a big fan of Alex Verdugo. He's back healthy, playing in right field for the Red Sox. I like him from an average standpoint. He could add a little bit of pop. Check out Alex Verdugo late in drafts. I think he's a sneaky guy. Looking at stolen bases. If you're looking for some late-round guys... Byron Buxton with the Twins uh, definitely has some potential to get you some stolen bases. And um, in the National League, uh, Inciarte with the Braves, I think he has some sneaky speed. And he's always tr- traditionally started off kind of hot um, with when it comes to the stolen base category. So check out Inciarte. Guys that could provide some power. I, I, with the Nationals, you know, with... Um, Zimmerman not being there. You look at Eric Thames. I think that he's going to get a plenty of at-bats at first base. He's going to be starting tonight for them. Um, he's got some sneaky power. He's hit some home runs in this restart, so look out for Thames. 
Uh, in the AL, CJ Crone with the Tigers. I don't know if the Tigers are really going that far, but he um, is a guy that has power potential, so look out for Crone. And then a couple pitchers. I've always been a fan of Corbin Burns. He has the skill set to be a strikeout monster. Um, he has the K per nine. He came up last year. They were going to give him um, a run at it. He kind of got blown up and got hurt early. But he's looked pretty strong so far uh, in the in the preseason. Look out for Corbin Burns. And in the American League with the Astros, uh, Josh James. He's an interesting guy. And then... Um, Carlos Martinez with with the Cardinals they were back and forth on you know is he going to be in the bullpen are they going to make him a starter it looks like they are going to give him a run at at being a starter he pitched last night he looked great um coming out there so Carlos Martinez a sneaky guy to look at on the Cardinals so those are some guys to keep an eye on in some of the the categories you might be wanting to make a push in weekly or throughout the year I've had a lot of fun um, talking baseball today, guys. Opening day tonight. I know I am going to have a beer in hand and enjoy these uh, pitching matchups. It'll be interesting to see if we get um, some fun hitting, but some elite pitching going um, with Cole and Scherzer, and then of course Kershaw and Cueto. So have fun, enjoy the games, be smart out there. Go check me out on the social media networks. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Twitter, and I'm on TikTok at Catching Heaters. If you're enjoying the podcast, uh, please subscribe. Uh, give me a great rating. Uh, leave a, a good comment if you're enjoying it. I would appreciate all of that. Have a wonderful week. I will see you guys when I am in San Antonio uh, in Texas. Um, baseball is here. Basketball is coming. I'll be keeping an eye on that. Have a good weekend, guys. Enjoy it.